I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to I'm Listening. This is a Frasier fan podcast. Believe it or not, there's more than one, but I'm not going to plug any other Frasier fan podcasts. Just this one. Uh, I am your host, Anita Flores, and each episode we always have a special guest, and we have one today. He is a comedian, he is a writer, he is a tweeter, if that's what you call people that tweet, and uh, he's here, uh, right here in the studio in Brooklyn. Please welcome Patrick Monahan to the studio. Hey, what's going on? You were, we're not kidding about uh, having a Fraser voice when you start. That that's was, uh, right, You yeah. have a very, um, it's like a... Like an NPR-ish, you know, like talk radio, like needs to be soothing type, you know, tone that you take on, which is good. Yeah, it's not. Um, it's a commitment to the bit. It's not on purpose. It just happens. I You're channeling. A while ago, I interviewed Bill Burr, and I remember after the interview, he said, you have, he either said, no, he said you have a voice for radio, and I think I heard it as face, and I thought he was calling <laughs> me ugly, but I think he was giving me a compliment. So, yes, I invited Patrick to the podcast because Patrick... I think that you also are a Frasier fan. Am I correct? That is true. You got me. Uh, so before uh, I start grilling you on your Frasier knowledge, uh, you've got about 110,000 followers on Twitter. So here's my question to you. Um, I, speaking as a person who would be happy if she got to 900 this year, um, do you? Did, was there like a number you got to that you were like, wow, 2,000 followers, this is so exciting for me? Or is it like with each new thousand you're like i need more i want more followers or do you not even care uh let's see i have to be honest so i'm not going to say i don't care because <laughs> that's why anyone is doing that website mm -hmm. you can't pretend that it's any other reason mm -hmm. yeah i don't know I, I i it's weird to think about because i i don't know like people have asked me like how do you you know like you know how did you like grow your thing or whatever and i don't have an answer like I, like you know there's people who like would try to trade on like social media for like a job you know like a strategy for how to get bigger at something i don't have any idea i just was annoying to the right people i guess and uh that was it i have no idea beyond that but uh no i mean it, it's i don't know it's it's pretty nuts it's funny it's like more people don't live in my hometown um which is i guess not that small hometown so probably it's probably a lot more now that i think about it but um where are you from uh, I grew up in Connecticut. Uh, Me too. Oh, really? Where in Connecticut? Uh, Fairfield, Southport. Fancy part. Um, <laughs> I'm from West Hartford, Connecticut. Okay. I, mean, well, my, I think my ex from college lives in West Hartford now. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. that's something. Well, I think the only person I can claim to fame is Mike Schur, creator of Parks and Rec. <laughs> that's pretty good. Who is from West Hartford. He went to uh, the rival school of ours, which was Conard. Um, what was yours? Mine was Hall High School. 
all okay. public school, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I uh, yeah, and so then when I started watching Parks and Rec, of course, I was like looking up as many fun facts as I could. Apparently, uh, did you watch Parks and Rec? I did. So the town of uh, what was the fancy town next door? Eagleton. Eagleton is based on Simsbury. Okay. Apparently. Which I can I, see that. That which, has a very Connecticut vibe. Oh, actually, for sure. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, it bums me out that I um, personally, um, you know, when people often, if you're not from Connecticut, you tell people if you're from Connecticut, I'm sure you deal with this often, as I just did it to you. When I hear Fairfield, I'm like, ooh, Martha Stewart had a house there. But when anyone hears Connecticut, they're like, ooh, she's rich. I'm like, no. Yeah, I wasn't rich. You had to take the bus. <laughs> you can't take <laughs> Metro North to where I live. But yes, I brought you here today because I love to connect with other craniacs, which I can't coin that term. Josh Gondelman did this podcast uh, a few weeks ago, and he said, I'm a craniac. Uh-huh. So we're craniacs, okay, um, that's good. I believe. So I'm curious, how did you get into Frasier? For, how did it start for you? I mean, I watched it when it was on, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, my parents... We used to go up and like sit, my sister and I would sit on the floor in front of the TV in their bedroom and uh, there was like a chair my dad had that was like a, not like Martin's chair, but it was like a, it was like, it was like a sort of eighties inspired, like um, they still have actually cause they moved, they moved out of the house. I grew up in there in a condo now, but um, it's like a rotating chair, like a 360 rotating chair. But so you had that and my mom would sit either on the bed or I guess on the couch. I don't know where she, I, I don't remember where she was, but anyway. So we did we did watch it as a family when it was on. Um I sort of lost track, I guess, when I went to college ish. That's good. You were partying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh so I missed the end, like the last couple seasons. I know it ran until what, like it ran ran. Two thousand four no, that that's gotta be wrong. I know it was on for eleven years. It was de- it was definitely on into the two thousands. Yeah. And I definitely stopped I guess before then. Sure, um, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. So uh I got back into it. I guess just probably like many people that you, uh, it's just like a thing that showed up on Netflix. I guess probably mm-hmm. and I was just like, oh yeah, okay. And it's just like a, it's like I mean, same with Cheers. Like I, I did Cheers, um, a few years ago where I just like would put it on constantly mm-hmm. and uh and just leave it in the background because it's not like a edge of your seat riveting like what's going to happen show. It's just like a hangout show. And Frasier is not quite the same because Frasier is so farce heavy that you have to kind of be paying attention to know where the farce is happening, you know? Like, you have to know why things are zany, sort of. Like, you have to know what the misunderstanding is, I guess, in a way that Cheers maybe doesn't do as much. But uh, same thing. It's just, it's 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 super available. It's, um, it's very calming. I think there is a sort of thing about it, not to, like, overanalyze. I did, I did this, um, <laughs> this guy who I know from online asked me to do... Um, I-24, which is like this Israeli news station, I guess. They have like a, and mm-hmm. um, they had, when uh, when John Mahoney died, they had like a, they had me on to talk about why millennials like Frasier, which I think is. Is that what I saw you on? Because I yeah. thought I, because I follow you on Twitter and I thought I saw that you were on the news. So that I, was, yeah, that was I was it. in the studio talking about Frasier for like two minutes. It was a very surreal thing. That is um, surreal. In New York? Yeah. People got mad at me because they were like, "Oh, I guess you don't believe in BDS." It's like, "Tell me, Fraser on the news, like, like Israeli, like boycott, divest sanctions, like about like oh, Palestine boy. and stuff." And it's like, this is not how to be political. I didn't make any money from this. Like, they paid for my cab, I guess, to like the bar after. That's about it. Like, there was no like, you know, this is not really raising my profile. I didn't make them any money. I literally just talked about Fraser for uh, ninety seconds, and that was it. And it sounded like an idiot, probably. But um, that's not I, enough time. <laughs> I think there is a thing where it's like um they're successful and that's like comforting like everybody in the show is like wealthy (laughs) and that's a thing that a lot of young people don't think is going to happen anymore for them sort of like owning a big condo and like being a you know like a a radio host and being and being like a just like a not seeming to ever be at work like you know type rich person which i don't think is really a not that was ever a um a goal per se but it just feels like there's a there's an ease to their lives that because they didn't grow up with money because even though they both are fancy weirdos like Niles sure. and Frazier, they son of a cop like it's not like a so um, I don't know it seems like there's there's a there's something about like I mean that apartment is insane have you seen like the have you seen like the layouts like the, of his apartment like there's somebody did like a schematic like where they tried to like no they where did could they I did them they did them for like Friends okay. and Seinfeld I think and they did one for Frazier and it's like this insanely huge apartment it's, it's like unbelievable it's there's like three bedrooms in it it's like obscene it's interesting because. I, um, you know, I have rewatched that show many, many times, especially now that it's, you know, it's on Netflix and 
I just rewatched this episode where Frasier gets a butler and it's Victor Garber from, well, I know him from Titanic. <laughs> um, That's what I was going to say too. And, and he was in like Alias and Legally Blonde, he was, right? Yes, for sure. And so he plays a butler and I... I was trying to figure out why this episode is so ridiculous to me. And then I just started like Instagram storing the whole thing. And I was like, oh, it's because he has a butler for his apartment. And then I realized, I mean, it's pretty big. But like, does anyone in real life have a butler in general? A, does anyone have a butler? And B, would you ever have one for an apartment? Right. Like, like he has an apartment that's so big that like if somebody like if you walk in and someone is home and they hey, hey you, like you like you wouldn't necessarily know where they are in the apartment. Sure. Like no one I know in New York has a place like that where you walk in, you could probably see them depending on no matter where they are almost. Right. Unless there's a door closed. Well, you know what? Who's got an even bigger apartment is or, hmm, condo Niles where he lives. There are multiple jokes made about how big it is, including at one point, like Martin gets lost going on an errand somewhere in the apartment and is like using this the the comm system and he's like I don't know what room I'm in and the Niles is like you're in the gift wrapping room so this is have... this is where he when he moves into the like the Dakota type yeah. place mm-hmm. I forget the name it's, I think it's called the right Dakota now. well it's not the, the Dakota is like the that's where oops, like that's where John Lennon yeah, was killed correct okay oops <laughs> my bad so fun fact but it's clearly meant to be whatever it's called it's like the it's like the Montana or something like that. It's clearly the Montana. like a, yeah, it is the Montana because there's an episode ca- uh, called Taps of the Montana. There it is, which is on my list. <laughs> that will get you. Um, do you have do you have a favorite character or or and or a, a character that you like m- like closely relate to? Um, I think I think well before I sort of had the self introspection that I have now about myself about like interrogating behavior like. I think I would have identified with Niles because, like, the the whole, like, Daphne thing was very sort of um, affecting. Of course. But he's kind of a creep. Yeah. Like, it kind of, like, it kind of, like, watching it again, it's like, eh, this is not really something. I mean, like, she comes around and, like, you know, first of all, it's, like, not, it's not creepy to her because she literally doesn't even notice it for the first, like, however many seasons, right? So it's, like, not, Mm -hmm. it's not, like, harmful to her in the sense that, like, you know, like, it doesn't affect her job. It doesn't affect her at all. She doesn't even know what's happening. But he is like kind of a lech and like a weirdo and he's married and shouldn't be behaving like that, obviously. But uh, yeah, that's what I would have said. You know, like, oh, he, get, you know, he gets the girl. Like, it's a whole thing. But like, it is kind of like, eh, it's not really, you know. And he's like, he's debatably, even though the relationship is never presented that way. And they sort of beg off that. There are like weird employment disputes with Fraser early on, you know, sure. where like she wants time off or she wants to like, you know, her, her, her room is like her private space and all yes. that kind of stuff. Yes. And. Those are kind of weird because, like, then there's a dynamic that, like, you have that, like, sort of goes away. That dynamic kind of goes away. She just becomes, like, part of the gang, sort sure. of. Less servanty. Yeah. But it is, I guess, and it makes sense that they have to, like, that stuff has to, I guess, be kind of dealt with. But they do kind of, like, drop the formalities. But the idea of, like, Niles asking her out, even if it, he was not married or whatever, is like, well, you're my boss's brother. Like, what am I? I, I don't live here. What if here. it doesn't work out? I, she's not even legal, I don't think, right? Because there's that episode where they go to Canada and she, like, can't, they're worried she's not going to be able to get back in. Right. The green card thing. So there's a whole, like, there's a whole lot of bundle of issues there that I never really thought about. So Niles is kind of not as my favorite based on that. Uh, I think I just like Frazier because I, th- I think I like, um, I find the whole, like, thinking you're smarter than everybody and just having the piss constantly taken out of you. I think that's very funny. And I think that is something that it happens to me a lot, I'm sure. And uh, I think I appreciate it. And I think it's, I don't know. I, I, I think that's, he's one of those dudes who thinks he's smarter than everyone else and thinks no one is kind of, no one like notices what he's doing. And he always gets kind of um, found out. And I think that's uh, something I identify with, I guess. I don't yes. Know. I would say he often comes off as looking like a fool. Yes. I would say. Um, a buffoon even. A buffoon, yeah. I mean, for me, like I did watch it when it was on growing up. I didn't have cable, so I definitely had limited options, which is probably why, like I'd like to say I had a refined ahead of my time taste as a, you know, five through whatever year old. <laughs> but in reality, you know, I was watching Wings because I didn't have cable. So hey, um, Wings was good. Yeah, I don't really remember it because I only watched it when I was a kid. Yeah. But yeah, with Frasier, the weird part now is, I mean, to me, it's a fantasy show. Uh, And when I was younger, the Daphne, I I still love the Daphne Nile storyline. But then when I take it out and put it into real life, it is very weird because I rarely or I don't know if I ever 
have met anyone in real life where it just worked out. Like as in just finding out that this person likes you is enough for you to go, I like them too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which doesn't. Uh, Usually the timing is messed up somehow. Or they don't like you. Or they just don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely, I've, I've been like saving and I know that I will do at least one, two episodes on Daphne and Niles, but there's just going to be so much to uncover. Yeah. I want to, can I actually revise my answer? I'm a big Roz head. I okay. wasn't, I was not as big a cause she, I don't know. I guess like the, the, she's got kind of sidelined for me in my memory, but I think her whole, they're also really mean to her in a yeah, way that they, is like. They slut shame her a lot. <laughs> For just like Which having I a personal life. Which I did not recall. Of course but, not. Uh, but look, I mean, Rod, she fucks for sure. Like, you she know, fucks. there's no no bones about it. Uh, is she I, One of the episodes, she had a kid. Mm-hmm. One of the ones that we're probably going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like no discussion of who the dad is or anything. It's just kind of like she just like, you know. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I like Roz because I think she's, um, first of all, she's when she gets like a good line off, they're usually like the best line of the episode. It doesn't for happen sure. that often, but... Mm-hmm. When they write something for her, it's usually very funny. And, uh, yeah, I just like that she's, uh, I don't know, like unapologetically whatever she is. I don't know. I, 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 I'm I a big Roz fan. I love Roz, and I would say she – I get I get bits of uh, Dorothy Spornak from The Golden Girls and uh-huh. some, uh, some Cynthia – I forgot her name. Oh, Miranda. I get some little bits of Miranda from her character from Sex and the City. Yeah. Hey, I may have referenced shows that you don't watch, but that's okay. I'm, Cyn- aware, I'm, I'm aware of Sex and the City. I've watched like two episodes of my life. Um, it. it might be too late. I would vote for Perry Gilpin for governor. Uh, uh, that's that's fine. Uh, Perry Gilpin, also a great name. She has good. She has good social media presence. Yes, I've been following her more recently. <laughs> um, hey, Perry, if you're listening, would love to get you on. She was here. great on Broad City. Yes, I did see her on Broad City. I don't. I don't think realistically there's anyone I might get from from Frasier except maybe her is like my hope. I don't know where David Hyde Pierce is. I know supposedly he's in New York. He's acting. He's, you know, on the stage, but I do not believe he's on social media. And I've already decided I wouldn't want Kelsey Grammer here, but I'd love to get Frasier the character. So <laughs> if he just wants the same character, let's talk. You wouldn't why wouldn't you want Kelsey Grammer here? Politics? Yeah, you know, <laughs> politics. He's, he seems a little self-serious, right? Yeah, he's also- He wrote that book about like, where he like had like a extended feud with the dog in the book, with I, Eddie. I've heard about this book. I need to read it. I would like to. Um, he's had a very rough life. And I, True. W- and I will say that on the first episode, I, I had Mae Wilkerson here, who's a comedian, and we went through his Wikipedia page. Multiple murders. S- multiple murders. Crazy. And, and I, you know, I called the segment Tragic Fraser Facts, and I looked at the, the comments that we got on iTunes, and the first one was from a Fraser fan that's, that heard the top of it was, these women are nightmares, and then went on to say that we were being insensitive about Kelsey Grammer's life. And um, See, if you somebody who's a big enough Kelsey Grammer fan, maybe not even a Fraser fan, just a Kelsey Grammer fan, that they track down Kelsey Grammer-related things and uh, comment negatively on them. Apparently. I mean, I will say I had one very riveting moment in my life where he tweeted back at me, which was very exciting. And in retrospect, I'm sure he has like an intern that runs his social media because he's almost never there. But I I think like three years ago, I tweeted at him and I said, my friends and I want to be like characters from Frasier for Halloween. Like what accessories do we need or something? And then he tweeted back. He said, only one thing comes to mind, dot, 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 Sherry. Uh, he did say that, which was pretty incredible. That's pretty good. Um, so, he, uh, did you yeah. see, um, uh, I can't think of her. Uh, I'm trying, what was I going oh, to say, he was probably promoting The Last Tycoon. He, I feel like he did social media. It was very much like somebody told him he had to do it. For sure. And then he just like stopped whenever it like need, does no longer needed, right? Exactly. Like he he was tweeting when he had a very short-lived show with Martin Lawrence called oh, Partners. Oh, yeah, that too, right. Yes, where they're uh, <laughs> just, you know, a ragtag of uh, their lawyers. Yes. Um, yeah, that didn't last. Was Martin, I, La- was Martin Lawrence, all- I did not watch the show. Was he also a lawyer? Yeah. I guess so, I'm right? sure that, yeah. I'm, sh- I'm guess I saw the trailer. It was called Partners, so I'm guessing. It's kind of yes. weird that you would have like ones like a stuffy, like a stuffy, fancy guy, which I assume because Kelsey Grammer of can't course. play anything else. Yeah. Um, and the other one, Martin Lawrence is like what, like a ragtag lawyer, I guess. Like what? What is that? Like what? Is he like an ambulance? Cha- I, I'm, I'm now. I'm curious. Now I'm gonna have to look it up and find out. I'd be curious if you could find an episode <laughs> anywhere, and if you do, please let me know. 
He, uh, he, he, I will say he played against type in a way that I appreciated on uh, in Transformers. Oh, I've never seen any of those films. Like, Did he play one of the robots? One of the fourth. I think it's the fourth one. He played like the head of like the NSA, mm. basically, and he was like the bad guy. I could see that. And he's like, there's a shot of him like with a gun, pointing a gun at like, I think it's like Shia LaBeouf or whoever the, whoever the main guy is at that point. Mm-hmm. And then like the Transformer, one of the Transformers like kills him or whatever. I thought he was great in X-Men. cash in. Loved him in X-Men. He was good. Yeah, his beast was good. Loved when he played himself on 30 Rock. Also good. Very good. Um, It was fantastic. Yes. So you know what, Kelsey? I'll think about it if you're listening. You I, think, I think he would be... Uh, an okay guest. Yeah. That's, I mean, right. first of all, like auditor, it's like ASMR at that point, right? Like you sure, talking. exactly. And actually, when you were talking about how it's a little bit too distracting before bed, for me, I would disagree just because it's easier for me to watch shows that I've seen a bajillion times because I'm no longer invested because I know what's what the plot is. Okay. That at a certain sense. point, it just becomes. Um, relaxing. Yeah. So, and he also has like a very relaxing voice, and just like nothing cra- too crazy ever happens. And it's not like I, I at one point I fell asleep watching Law and Order SVU, but then I started to have nightmares because <laughs> you're you internal, you're watch, internalizing what happens. Ju- don't watch sex crime shows before bed. That should just be a rule. It's a pretty good rule. Um. Yeah. So, so I brought you here today because I was thinking about dinner parties. I thought. What happens a lot on the show Frasier? Dinner parties happen a lot on the show Frasier. Do you go to dinner parties ever? I can't remember the last dinner party I went to. Uh, so, yeah. That says I, a lot about me, I guess. I That's fine. I think I never go to dinner parties because I just, I don't know who has them. I feel like maybe when I get older, perhaps um, mm-hmm. enter into a new bracket of uh, money uh, sure. and make some new very wealthy friends <laughs> that's who i assume has dinner parties because you know they're like for me i'm always agonizing before i even go anywhere where there's people bringing things i'm like what is the cheapest thing i can bring right am i going to bring a pint of ben and jerry's no because that's like six dollars at a bodega so you know i'm Just bring a bottle of dre or something right at that point oh andre yeah wow i've never heard it called dre andre i want to bring it but i feel like i'm i'm now out of the the age where it's appropriate yeah that's probably fair. So, but yes, um, I think what's great about dinner party episodes of Frasier is that they feel almost mathematical in terms of like everything that goes wrong. Right. From the very beginning. And then you just see how things start to just fall apart. So I collected a bunch of episodes that revolve around dinner parties and uh, I, I want to count them down. And I, um, seeing as you are a Frasier fan, would you say you did eventually watch every episode? Um, I would say I'm kind of weak on the last, like I said, three or four seasons. Um, I'm actually kind of going through. I have been, I want to say I'm like midway through season five right now. Just like kind of just putting it on kind of idly. I got, I'm right now. I, I randomly ended up on a trailer, boy, trailer park boys kick. I love trailer park. boys. So I'm doing that I love as like my default, but I will go back to Frasier. No doubt. Um, within some period of time. Um, I, it's easy to forget how many Trail Park Boys episodes there are. There's 12 seasons now. Well, there's new, new ones one, coming out, so I can't keep up. Apparently they have a, a, uh, tribute to Mr. Leahy because the actor who played, uh, Leahy died. No. Um, Wait, when? After they filmed the season, but before it came out. I. Like last year sometime. I or had. earlier this year. I had no idea. Yeah. That's very sad. So they have like apparently a genuinely tear jerking like thing at the end of the season or something like that. So. Um, but I started at the beginning, just randomly, like one day this week, and I've been like, I'm like through like three seasons now, because it's just like it's it's similarly, it's just like endlessly rewatchable. It doesn't really matter, like the stakes are not, you know, there's not yeah. a whole lot of. But anyway, not I digress. Uh, I, the I would say I've seen probably every episode up until uh, you said eleven seasons, so I guess through like season eight, I would say confidently I've seen every episode. But beyond that, it's hard to say for sure. So I'm actually glad you said that. I am the same way. I I have seen the full um I have seen the full series, but after Niles and Daphne get together, I think after It's kind of weird, right? Yeah, and after a certain point, it was like that was part of the draw and where a lot of personally a lot of the comedy came from. And so after that, I was kind of like, "Meh." I mean, that's sitcoms though, right? They they, yeah. they trade on that and then like The Office, what do you pick your thing? Like, yeah. Are they going to get together and they do and it's like they don't know what to do. They like, can't break them up because that makes everyone mad. Exactly. Like you, you, sitcoms are not supposed to be actually about conflict, so you can't really have like a thing where like they break up and that's it because like audiences watch them to be happy so like that's what they got what they wanted but they also yeah when there's no tension you don't know what to do so i also think it's weird when it's like 
as you get later in the show, and especially obviously in those last few seasons, like it looks more modern. Like it's because you can tell like the equipment is better, and that's too much. And it, it looks weird. Like it's too like it, like I, I would be upset if it was like HD. Like if it was like a because you know it's like the when you're everyone has like a rectangular TV now, but like sure. you know if like when you see so you have the square, you have the letterboxing. Like if it ever got to a point where it was like the full thing was covered, I would be like very upset. It would not be okay. Yeah, no, I mean that's part of my issue with like okay. Do you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? I do. So I've only seen the first episode of the newest season that came out, but I was immediately kind of a little bit turned off to it because of how more like cinematic it looked. Yeah, like, yeah. like the like the opening shot of that episode is like a drone shot, like going <laughs> straight into his house into the shower, and it was it was weird. Like I, I'm, I, it's not even something I thought about until you brought it up. But like you know, Curb from season one or two is like you know, peak for me and yeah. like kind of shitty. Right. That's part of the appeal. <laughs> Visually. So But it feels like it feels like when you're watching the old Frasier, it feels like for me, it feels like childhood because it's like I was like eleven when it started or whatever, you know, it came out like ninety four or whatever it was. Like I you know, I it it feels like something that I remember from that and it looks like something I remember from that. But yeah, when you get to like the older, you know, the later seasons it's like um yeah, it looks too good. I don't know. So that, that is part of it for me, I think. And people get older. Yeah, which well, you is, can't have that. It's annoying. Hard pass. Well, the weird thing, I remember when, oh man, the first episode of this podcast that I have, when I launched the first episode, it was the morning and then at night, John Mahoney passed away. Oh, the man. same day. And I was like, somehow felt responsible. <laughs> and my, my first guest was Mae Wilkerson. You heard about the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Like I texted her and I was like, did I do this? She was like, no, no, he just died. Um, but I was really shocked to to realize how young like he was on the show. Yeah. Like I was trying to do math and I'm pretty sure in real life, like age wise, like he and Kelsey Grammer, you know, maybe 20 something years apart. Maybe less. I remember. Yeah. 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 Like and so he was like in his 60s on the show and I'm like, my dad's the same age. Yeah. Why does he look so old? I'm not 40. I don't have a. I don't have any divorces. I don't have a child. Yeah. yeah. It is. It is. It is strange. I will say something weird that started to happen since I turned 30 is is now like I I have definitely rewatched Friends a lot, and so now I've hit this point where they are now younger. Like when you know at a certain point they all turn 30 in the show, and it's just very depressing. And so I still have Frasier. They're still. They're still older than us. Yeah. But, you know. I, well, I, older than you. Older than, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be 35. I, I don't know. I, yeah, don't, I, don't, I don't know how old they are when it starts. Right. I don't either, but I know that I'm on season three. I think I'm on season three right now, and I think Niles says that he's 38. Oh, wow. Okay. So That's I know. It, it's it's There's still time. <laughs> it, and so, yeah. It's, then, yeah. I feel like at a certain point, if I'm still watching Frasier in, you know, seven years, I'm going to start being like, what have I done? You know, and then comparing myself to fictional characters. Yeah. Um, Healthy. So let's start this. Uh, let's start this countdown. So uh, one of my favorite, personally, one of my favorite uh, party episodes is called Halloween. This is season five, episode three. Is Roz pregnant? You, which you did bring up. This is the episode. Sorry. Spoilers for everybody. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it, it's your fault. If if you're, I I would be very surprised if anyone is listening to this that has not seen Frasier. Though, <laughs> oh come on. I was very. I took it as a huge compliment. This girl that I babysat for, who was like twelve, I told her I had a podcast. I was like, it's about Frasier, and I was like, do you know what Frasier is? She was like, no. And then her mom told me she was listening to it. And I was like, oh my God, she was listening to it. So, okay, maybe we have some 12 year olds listening. Which, there you go. Okay. Which I'm okay with. I'm sorry for swearing before. No, that's fine. Don't it's, do that in front of your mom. Yeah. There is no swearing at 12, I guess. Yeah. So, in the Halloween episode, Roz finds out she might be pregnant. So then uh, Niles has a Halloween party. And do you remember this episode? I do. I don't. I watched it. Like I said, I'm kind of in between back and forth. This wasn't on the list that we discussed in advance. That's okay. Um, I, so I didn't watch it this past week. I, but, I wouldn't uh, expect you to. But I can fill you in on some things. Yeah. So here's some fun facts about this episode. So in the episode at this party that Niles has, which I am calling a dinner party because it was uh, he only people were only allowed to dress up as literary characters. <laughs> so 
I forgot who Frasier's supposed to be. I for- Niles has a big fake nose. The only person I know, oh, Bulldog showed up as Waldo from Where's Waldo. Yep. Martin showed up as uh, Sherlock, and Roz showed up as O from O. And then the ongoing joke is she goes, I'm O, and everyone goes, oh, <laughs> hilarious. But um, so Frasier's third wife, Camille Grammer, yep. um, was in that episode. She's the one that he flirts with, and she's dressed, I think, as Eve from Adam and Eve. Like, she's naked, and uh, she has the hair, and he's flirting with her all night. Right, I assume they were already dating at that point or well, something. I don't know. That is a good question. I'm not sure. Wasn't she like? Wasn't she like on the grind or something? Isn't that where she like got started or something weird? She was on like that MTV Spring Break, the grind, like the that show where like it was just like a they play music and people would just be dancing in like the club and that was like the show. You know, all I know her from, which is it's from a show I didn't watch, which was post um, Kelsey Grammer or post Frasier, was a. Uh, uh, real, Real Housewives. Right. No, I know. Uh, yeah, that I know. But it's like you have to. She you have to start somewhere. She, she came from somewhere, right? She like came there, there from was, there somewhere. was some like you know you don't just like become a. I don't. I think I think that's what it was. I think she was like one of those like grind like hosts or whatever. But you can. It's very up. funny because you go from like, not that I mean I, I think Kelsey Grammer is probably a smart guy, but he's not like obviously a. He's an actor. He's not you know a psychiatrist he's not like a classically educated guy or whatever right i don't think so but because of the way he is and because of what he's played his entire career basically you sort of impute those things to him so it's very funny to think of like him dating like what you know he would probably think in the abstract of as like a bimbo yes right absolutely not to say that camille Grammer or whatever her she goes by now camille whatever her last name is like she what not that she's not smart or whatever but like it is like a very like you know and her playing the naked, like her being naked in the show is very like, oh, okay, yeah. Because like, this idea of like this fancy guy who wants to meet whoever. And that's the other thing about Frazier, to me, that's crazy, is that like it's kind of like Seinfeld where he is constantly having like these gorgeous women are throwing themselves at him, which oh. I think is just completely ridiculous, ridiculous right? Completely ridiculous. Because like how much, first of all, how much money could he possibly make as a, as a like radio, a radio? psychiatrist? No in see in a non-major market. Like is he syndicated around the country? No, it's not that's even like clear, right? Right, there's the episode where they have the, where they're on the at the beach house, right? And he's trying to like get in with the woman who like can syndicate his show or whatever. Yes. He's between gigs, but there's there's no indication he's anywhere bigger than Seattle. And so this idea that like women are like, oh man, I got to get with. And there's been at least I would say three storylines around him dating a model, which is right. so funny to me. And I would say the one that was like probably the closest to reality was like what he meets a model on a plane, but she just got out of a relationship with like a hockey player or something. And she's like, please keep this to yourself. And then his family thinks that he's lying and he made her up that I was like, that's a good bit. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I buy it. But yeah, no, there have been I mean, Niles is rich, but Niles is rich because Maris is rich. Exactly. Yes. Oh, you know what? Actually, I should just ask everyone this forever. But if you, if, if Maris were ever played by an actress, Living dead from the era that they were popular in now, is there any actress that comes to mind? Huh. I can tell you my pick if this inspires you. It's Lara Flynn Boyle. Circa, like, um, had just started dating Jack Nicholson, like, peak, you know. Black hair. Yeah. Like, not Wayne's World, Lara Flynn Boyle. I don't know if I've seen it, that that movie. She's like the, hi, Wayne, hi. She's like the crazy ex-girlfriend. Okay. Well, that. but she looks very like all American. Like she has like brown hair and like and like freckles and shit. Like, sure, peak thinness because right. she was fr- like I Men in Black too. Sure. Yes. V- very thin. She's very thin. Um. And so yes, that that's my pick for Maris. I think I think she's too pretty. Oh, okay. So you're thinking? I'm just trying to think of all the Maris things. It's the things. Obviously, I'm sure eventually these things start to conflict, and you don't have like a real. Sure. Maris peak. is thin and pale. Right. That's like the number Basically one. Basically translucent. Translucent. She's like terrified of disease. Yes. Um, I, I don't get the, I don't get the impression that she's an attractive woman. That's okay. just not, I, I don't know. That may be unfair, but, um, uh, I feel like we're setting I don't somebody wanna, up. Yeah, no, that's the thing. I, I don't yeah, know, yeah. I, but, but I, I don't, and I don't, this is not meant to be. Yeah. I, I don't know if I have a, I don't know if I have a, a person because I, I maybe, I guess you know, I, maybe it's a good thing. Yeah. I think that's the point. They I think don't... in my head when I was young, because I didn't have like the imagination required to like conjure up a person. I think I just sort of like. I think I just sort of like 
had Lilith as like a stand-in for her for some reason. Like I just kind of picture her looking like Lilith, but also being like a little bit sure. weirder than Lilith. I mean, there's definitely jokes about Maris and not yeah, Maris and Lilith both sharing similar qualities of yeah. being like cold, pale. Those are like yeah. probably the top two. But I don't know. But but I, the, like BB Newworth is not any of those other things. But no. I, I maybe like um, what is her name? The one from The Shining. The oh, from the Shining. Shelly something. I know Shelly Duvall. Sure, that, that sounds right? right. Yeah, I could see that. Like she, because she is like, she played olive oil. Like she's like preternatural in like that sure. pot in that weird Popeye with Robin Williams. Like yeah, she, yeah, yeah. she is like preternaturally sort of like looks like a cartoon character, like skinny and kind of like weird looking, sort yeah. of. So maybe that's maybe that's who I would pick. But I, so I, I'm glad they never found a person. Ooh, th- what about Tilda Swinton? That well, you get into kind of stunt casting after a certain point, right? Where you're like, well, what if it was uh, Michael Clark Duncan? No, rest in peace. Um, I uh, I feel like if it was a show that was on now, there would be pressure to like cast a person to do it, and it would be like a whole like oh, like a Twitter moment would be like, yeah, you're probably right. You know, so and so is playing uh, is playing Maris, and you know, the internet loves it. Or it's it, I think it's good that they actually like didn't. It's good. It's it's fun to, to have like a character that's a MacGuffin, like there like where there's no need for a payoff it's just like a constant it's like a constant thing you can just kind of bag on and not have to really talk about it and write jokes about no it makes her mythical yes so it's fun um all right so let's uh let's i'm gonna uh, so halloween was the last one so halloween was the last one so my next pick is the seal who came to dinner we were just this is the one we were just talking about yes season six episode eight it's oh so niles has the gourmet club over yeah at i love how that's the thing about these dinner party episodes is that they they are weirdly higher stakes than the rest of the show because oh, there's always sure. something that they have they have to impress some person. Right, there's a it's goal. It's such a, and I love it. It's such classic. It's classicism. Farce, just like, but but it's just such like a. Oh no! So and so is coming to dinner. We everything has to be perfect, and of then course. like the guy running out and like. There was like smoke in the kitchen, but don't worry about it. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, and then with the seal that came down, there was like the, the, the dead seal wrapped up in the robe. Yes. That they keep trying to hide and they won't let anyone go outside to see the meteor shower. Yes. And keep in mind, so you thought Gourmet Club sounded pretentious. So he was hosting the annual Golden Apron Awards. Yes. Apparently. Uh, and there's that one guy that he like zings. I, I, by the way, I copy pasted this description from IMDb. So it's <laughs> when Niles' Gourmet Club has its annual Golden Apron Awards, Niles decides to throw a dinner party in hopes of obtaining the illustrious apron. Yep. Which is insane. He, he at one point, they've like, they, they're very good at depicting these sort of um, frosty politeness that these that rich people all have with each other where they don't actually come out and like hate each other but sure. they like do those little weird passive aggressive things and quietly um, torture each other but he does like do a, something closer to that with one of the there's like some nerdy guy who's there and he's like i'm allergic to my valves a good host would know that or something like that and he goes oh, I, I excuse me I, i've been very busy i should have paid more attention to your shellfish needs and the guy's like i got that and like that was the closest i've seen to like that's effectively coming to blows for right. these kind of people. Exactly. Yes, it's um, it's very subtle, which yeah. I which I appreciate. Like, have you, have you seen them where they have to they try to get into the social club and they have to go like schmooze and they somehow like fuck up or like they're pretending? Sorry about swearing. Good. It's okay. Year-old. It's fine. I don't um, think she's listening anymore. Niles and Fraser like are pretending to be each other or something. I forget what something happens where like they they're not themselves, but they have to pretend. But they get in and they have to. I, I forget. I, I think Niles gets in, but it's because they thought Frazier was Niles. Yes. You know, I think I know what you're talking about, but the most, the funniest part of what you're saying is that there have been multiple right. plots, well, that's the thing, plots right? like that. Exactly. So what I, but I, what I think you're talking about is when they do try to get into some kind of social club and then only one of them gets in. Yes. But, but they confuse them. So then they, they ask Frazier to join the club, but they actually wanted Niles. And Frazier turns it down to be a good friend. But in fact, and he never really wanted it anyway. He kind of were. No, they were just competing with each other. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. That's they come a, to the club. That's perfect. They, they both come there to confront like the president. Well, I don't need your fancy. And then it's like, oh, actually. Uh, but, they t- me, but they yeah. both touch the leather chairs and they can't get over it. Right. And they're like, I felt a, a baby's bottom is harder than this. Or, well, or no, pudding. I don't remember. Where do they get this? That's like, it, there's no interrogation of where they became like this. Because sure. it's clear there was nothing like that. Like, first of all, like, the assumption I assume for Martin when they were growing up was like I just have two gay sons, right? Because there's no like like that's like the first 
They're, they're both not. They're both like insanely horny and like, you know, whatever. But like, they're so effete and fey that when, if they were like this when they were kids, it would be like, what the hell is going on? Like, who are these people that well, I raised? They did have flashbacks to them being kids. And uh, in like some earlier seasons, I think they use those same actors in later seasons. But they're pretty much the same yeah. like it's like them in prep school together but doing like the same accents as little kids it's just it's like such a busy like and it's just like i know it's like a fish out of water thing or whatever and it's man like martin's like the vehicle for the audience to be like these guys are ridiculous but it's like like what was the mom like you know what i mean like there's no well, sense that the mom's any other than the salt of the earth right the mom like, this is my only knowledge of the mom because i did watch one episode i have not watched a lot of cheers mm -hmm. but i did watch an episode of cheers where you meet and you've you've seen cheers yeah, yeah there's an episode where you meet his mother and it's when he introduces her to his then fiance uh diane is that canon though do we think i guess the, i guess diane, uh, it was nuts the whole thing is that his mother is threatening to kill her through yeah. the episode and going if you don't stop dating frazier I will kill you because he she thinks that he's that he's too good for for right. Diane monster in law. So like <laughs> I guess that's something like there's some you know there's some indication maybe um but you're right it's definitely very it's weird cuz it's it's hard to tell why they're like two aliens or like for me the way I describe Fraser and Niles it's as if they are in they should have they were taken out of like an old film like right. from the 40s or 50s talking in that weird almost british accent and then we're like transported to this present yeah. time and i don't know where they came it's from. true they talk like um like how they do in old movies like you said like it's like they where they're like almost singing yeah you can watch like everything was a musical and then things stop being musicals but they still kind of like sing talk for like there's like that weird like 10 year period and, like they're in and that's i actually can't stand old movies because i hate that oh. i find it to be very uh, I can't like get into anything that's like that because it's just too. Wow, what would you do if you and I don't know if you've encountered this yet? Have you ever met anyone that talks like that in real life? I can't say that I have. I wonder if you would. I don't know if you're a confrontational person. It would probably stress me out. I would say. <laughs> I feel like that's like a that's like a cousin to the kind of person who will, um, act like they don't know anyone's paying attention but then will like sing to themselves but also but like do like a really good job singing to like sort of or like sing along to music on the radio or whatever but like do like a good job where it's like we get it you've had singing lessons or you know what I mean like somebody like sure. I feel like those are sort of similar like strains of personality disorder <laughs> I mean chances are this was just um, a bit of a nut person that I saw on the subway but there was a guy sitting diagonal from me um, probably last year and I thought he was on the phone and he was talking very loudly, but he wasn't. And as soon as I realized he was talking to himself, we made eye contact. And he stood up and pointed at me and yelled. He went, if you must know, I'm practicing a monologue. And then he spent the rest of the train ride being like, I don't like when people stare at me. And like, it was crazy. So cool. I feel like I, I met a crazy version of Frasier, but He's on gonna the train. He's going to be a star. Sure, yeah, definitely. definitely. I mean, if anything, I just learned once again never to look at anyone in New York in yeah. the eye. That's Actually, I, I, not a thing, but I do. A guy, one of my old jobs was like that. He he was a, it was a law firm. He was a fellow like intern when I was an intern, and uh, he ended up staying there after the whole economy blew up or whatever, but he ended up keeping his job. But he uh, he would buy a boutonniere every day on his way to the office and wear a suit even though he didn't have to wear a suit. What's a boutonniere? Like a flower. He would like buy oh. a flower to pin to like his lapel. Oh. He just had like a very sort of weird like, um, I think it was like an affectation. He obviously, like, uh, he's one of those dudes where it's like, I want to know what this guy's like when he's alone, like when hmm. he's in his apartment by himself. You sure. know what I mean? Because is he like this all the time? Is he sitting around in a suit at home or is he like getting home microwaving like some like gross food and like watching you know whatever like, and garbage on tv to classical music right like that's i want to know how far the bit goes and there are people who are like that too there's like comedians that are like that too where it's like what do you like when you're not in front of people because i think that's like, an interesting thing to think about. anyway this guy was kind of like that he and it's like we got his backstory a little bit and he went to like fancy schools he was from like the midwest somewhere and it's like mm -hmm. but he wasn't like he's not some like millionaire or billionaire scion he's you know he's just like some dude and so it's like when did he adopt this thing 
And it's so ingrained now, he's never going to lose it. But like, yeah, so I guess it is kind of like the Miles Frazier thing a little bit. Well, actually, now I'm start. Okay, this is me just um, making decisions here about how they became who they are. Mm -hmm. But they do make reference to the fact that they really liked the original show, The Avengers. And I haven't seen it, but I believe it's about British people. Yes. So maybe, and granted, it's- They made a terrible movie about it. It's pretty, yeah, with Uma Thurman, I haven't seen it, but I've- heard of it um maybe it's far-fetched because of the way they are but maybe i'm just gonna pretend they watched a lot of tv and then they were like i want to be like british people and then they started talking in almost british accents yeah but, i mean it's certainly there seems to have been a point where they decided and i fridge being older maybe he influenced niles and niles did it too but like they both went to the same profession like it's all it's all very i don't know have you seen i think it's a netflix original did you see this David Hyde Pierce movie called The Host? I did not. <gasps> oh my god, you've got to watch it. It's great. It's a, is it a comedy? I would say, yeah. I mean, it. I think it's they labeled it as like horror slash thriller. Okay. Because essentially the plot is, and it's not very long. It's almost like a long episode of a show, but essentially like a drifter or someone running from something like is like hiding from the law. And like stumbles upon this man's house, who's having a dinner party. <laughs> I it really is as if. And he has to like pretend that he's invited. Well, I mean, I don't want to ruin it for you, but what I will tell you, because I do think you should watch it, is that it's it's like he's still Niles, except that he's very mentally ill. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the like, perfect host. I just found it on my phone. It's, it's, I've added it to my It's queue. a ridiculous movie. I really think you should watch it, especially if you... It reminds me of The Ref. The Ref? What's that? With Dennis, Dennis Leary. Yeah. What's that movie? It's like a Christmas movie. Um, it's a family. Kevin Spacey's in it. Obviously. Great. Yeah. Definitely not, want to watch it now. Not anymore. Uh, Woody Allen, CK. Yeah. Who yeah. else is in it? <laughs> mm -hmm. Um... It's Kevin Spacey before he was like famous, like before, you know, it's like from like maybe 93 or 94, 95, something like that. But uh, mm -hmm. Dennis Leary is a guy who is on the, I think he's on the lamb. He's like a burglar or something. And he basically breaks into the house and holds the family hostage. And there it's like Christmas dinner or like Christmas E around that time. And there's like a kid who's going to get kicked out of boarding school or is going to go to military school. Mm -hmm. There's the wife and Kevin Spacey hate each other. I think it's both their sets of parents. It's almost like Christmas vacation, but then. Somebody shows up and is like holding them all at hot, you know, hostage. And he like he's the ref because like they all still fight. Like they're not like afraid of him. Like mm -hmm. they obviously don't want him to kill them, but like they still get on like the stupid family fights. And he's like, it's just Dennis Leary doing Dennis Leary, which is kind of what he does in all his things that he's in, right? Yeah. Like like Demolition Man. He's like he's plays like the guy who's like the head of like the sewer people or whatever. And he just does Dennis Leary bits. Like that's like his character. He just yells about, I want to have a steak. I want to smoke. I want to blah, blah, blah. Like all that stupid shit that he does from his, from his stand-up. Like basically just like the warmed over Bill Hicks stuff. I would definitely watch The Ref, especially because I don't like I'm not a. I'm not. I'm a Grinch. I would say with with holidays, especially specifically Christmas. So that's that's a good time to be a Grinch. Probably like the best time to be a Grinch for sure. Yeah, I'm not. I love Halloween. I wish Halloween were as important. Did you ever see the Grinch Halloween special? No, I didn't know that existed. Yeah, it's really weird. It has like really weird animation. It's it's pretty cool. It's the same as the Grinch Christmas animation, but like they have like it's basically just like on Halloween. The all the who's have to like lock their doors because there's like monsters that come or something like that. It's like a they build they build out the the who canon and it's very it's like these people have like nightmare lives. But uh, sounds great. And like the, there's like a one of the who's gets like is not home in time. Like they're and the family still like locks the door or whatever. So like the kid is out and like the the Grinch is involved. Somehow I forget Jenna, but it's more about like the dancing skeletons and monsters and shit. It's 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 good. I don't know I don't know if it's on anything, but check it out. I'll consider it. Um, it's probably on YouTube. Rip, yeah. Ripped. So, okay, there's a uh not very many left, but I wanted to uh, enter into uh cockatoo episodes. So, do you remember when um after uh Niles moves into the Montana, he gets a pet cockatoo called Baby? Baby. So, there are multiple dinner yep. party episodes involving the bird. So the first one, which you did mention before, is Taps of the Montana. So uh, that episode is uh, when Fre or when Niles like leaves the Montana for a while because he can't afford to live there during the time that he's getting divorced from Maris. 
So this guy moves in to take his place, who's very loud and likes to tap dance. And now uh, the tenant board wants to kick Niles out. And so he decides to have a dinner party to try and impress them. To, like, Famous way to impress people. Of course, you invite- Being rich seems like a nightmare, right? Right, it sounds like I'm in, a, I'm in a conflict with these people, so I have to invite them all over for dinner to fix it. That sounds yeah. sucks. That sounds like a, ugh. with hors d'oeuvres. Um, so, oh, oops. Okay, <laughs> I might be getting this mixed up. Okay, what so you're telling me you're having a hard time. This is the synopsis. Differentiating the bird dinner party farce episodes of Frasier. Come on. Niles is subject to severe scrutiny from the Mon- Montana board who tells Niles they're considering considering kicking him out in an attempt to wrangle the support. Yes, he does throw a dinner party. That's not the tap dancing guy episode though. Correct. That's but, the one with that's the first one with the bird. I think okay. I think to what kill, happened to is to kill a squawking bird or whatever it's called, right? Isn't that what it's called? It's something like that. So there's different deaths. So I think the tap dancing guy is in this. What happens in this episode okay. is somebody on the board actually dies they're playing a game of murder and this okay. guy actually i remember dies. i remember I haven't, I haven't seen this one in a while but i remember this one yeah okay. so he dies and then classic farce classic farce dead body in the apartment and then niles um decides they're gonna just make it seem like it's part of the game and that he's not actually dead he doesn't want to ruin the party he does yes he wants to make sure he stays in the montana so i have an example of a great Roz line which is um they needed more party guests so they invited Roz over and niles says you're just here to collect people's coats and she said you actually think i'm so hard up for a night out that i would spend the evening pushing drinks in god's waiting room I thought that was a great line. <laughs> I thought that was great. So, um, yes, in that episode, Mr. Probst dies. Um, and Jeff just, Probst. Now. Jeff Probst's father. Je- Survivor host's father, Jeff Probst. Correct. Um, now, to follow that one up, another episode with the bird was from season four. I should have put these in order. This one's called To Kill a Talking Bird. Yes. Niles invites his new neighbor, neighbors over for a dinner party. This one's my favorite. But has trouble removing his pet bird from the top of his head. Yep, and the bird starts talking shit. Right. The bird remembers Carol what he Zalash. says about everybody. Yep. Yes. The- That's the primo shit. That is the pure uncut. <laughs> I love that. That's like I remember. Oh, I, I I remember. That's one of those where like I flash back to it in my head. Yeah. When I when I watched it again, I was like, oh man, I remember this. This is like this was like the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life when I was like twelve or whatever. Because it's like the bird is being mean to the people, <laughs> and it's because he was mean to them in front of the bird, and the bird remembered. Like it's just it's so good. I, so I it was it. your intro to comedy. It sounds like you were already analyzing it at twelve years old. Pretty much, very very detailed analysis. Just saying the bird is being mean because he was being mean. No, I that 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 one is the one that stood out for me as the. As, among the main dinner party ones, because it has obviously the the bird talking is like the equivalent of like sweeps, like pyrotechnics, you know, like like super exciting stuff for the show. But I thought it was really good. It's actually also a great visual, and it gets to run out of the kitchen. Oh yeah, it's which is great. Cla- what you need. It's important for all those things for sure. And it just looked really funny when he put the like towel over his head to yep. cover up the bird. Um, and then I think, and the one lady definitely wanted to bang Fraser until. The bird talks shit, and yeah. then she left. The bird calls, um, ruins it, cock blocks him. Yep. Is there a, there's got to be a joke in there, I guess. Chicken, just blo- made chicken, it. chicken blocks him. I mean, him. he's a cockatoo. Cockatoo but blocks him. Yes. Um, Stephanie's horny. That's what the bird says. Yep. And then she leaves. It's pretty. That's pretty risque stuff. Horny. That's pretty, uh, do you th- that's weird because like, do you think Niles said horny? Right, that's kind of weird. At right? any point, where like where does the bird learn the word horny? It doesn't sound like a Niles term. Oh, you know what? That's a good point. Did either one of them say horny? Oh, I don't I... know if Martin would ever even say horny. Like, who could have said horny in front of the bird? I think they were talking about Frasier. I don't remember. Yeah, th- you know what? I need to rewatch that episode now <laughs> because the bird can't just come up with new adjectives, right? Unless, uh, it's, unless... unless it's a very different show than we thought. It's a so, different episode. So I don't even need to ask you which cockatoo episode you prefer. It's the second I'm one. I'm a huge fan of that one. I think it's great. It's very simple. Uh, so I... Yeah, it's, just, it's such a dumb payoff, but I think it's great. It's a great payoff. Um, I have one more pick, and you know what? It's going to be a reveal, actually, since uh, we're coming to the end. I have a pick um, for my favorite dinner party episode. So uh-huh. before I get to it, do you feel like anything has been left off of this list that you really liked. I wouldn't say dinner party, but I just happened to be watching it. I think it was already, I was already like 
part of the way in when I started picking up the ones that, that you sent to kind of just check out. Um, mm-hmm. It's the one where they had the singles party at the at the Montana. Oh yes, where where uh, Martin has the dyed hair and where yes. Roz goes into labor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a it's not a uh, it's not a dinner party per se, but it's all the same type stuff, right? Absolutely. Fraser like can't get laid because he's too desperate. It's been too long, so he sure. like he's like throwing himself at people. Right. Um, they're fighting. They're fighting over the same woman who yep. is also the woman who uh, is like the super Christian radio lady from the West Wing. I recognized her from the one that uh, I the one that uh, Jeb Bartlett is like. If I want to, if my brother wants to make a. a, a Clothes out of two different kinds of cloth. Do I, do I have to stone him to death, or can I invite the whole town to do it? Or you know that you know that, that the famous monologue. I haven't watched the West Wing. Oh, okay, but I've heard it's great. Sure, it's a, it's one of the good moments. Um, but uh, she's like the like the awful like Laura Ingram type lady, basically. But anyway, <laughs> that's like the one they're both trying to hit on. Who then mm-hmm. goes home with the bartender? That's right. Um, and then Fraser tries to hit on the the doctor i think or the nurse but then like she yeah. but she thinks that Roz is his wife yes and he's like too stupid to not just say something oh right. we're not <laughs> no no of course not <laughs> like it's the easiest thing in the world you know and of it, course. living the charm life that he lives she probably would say yes she wants to go out with him absolutely uh, he but he's too dumb to, he's too dumb to just be like oh no we're not you know oh she's asleep don't, don't worry about her she's asleep you know it's like oh wow you real scumbag she just had your child is what the lady's thinking that was a good episode. Um, that was a good one. I like the I like the Martin being pinned to the chair because his his hair is melting off, the color is melting off, and it, and it's stuck to the chair, so he like can't move, and he's like there's a lady hitting on him, and he's like we should get drinks. It's like, okay, and then he gets up and notices and panics and sticks to the chair, and he's like, well, one of us should probably keep this prime real estate. She goes, oh, I think you're right, and he goes, I'll have a beer, and then she's like, okay, and she's about to get up, and then she drops something, and he's like, I was right by my foot, and he kind of kicks it to her, and she's like. All right, well, enjoy the night or whatever. So. There's almost a word for word. None of the crane men get it done that episode. No, no none of them get it done. And separately, there was almost the exact same bit um, when Frazier, this is a separate episode where he's accidentally, he got himself chained to a stripper Sure. Uh, from Donnie's bachelor bachelor party. And the Regan, who he has a crush on, um, drops her groceries on the ground, but he can't help her because he's chained to a stripper and he starts kicking the, <laughs> the fruit over. So there's definitely um, some repeat stuff going on and I'm not complaining. No. Just things that you notice when you've watched the show enough. So I do have one last pick. Um, now, I'm curious if you will know this episode just from me telling you the name and the season and the episode. Okay, so the, this episode is called The Dinner Party and is from season six, episode 18. This is one of those ones that ends up on all like the best sitcom episodes of all time. It's like one of like the top 100 episodes or whatever, I remember. Um, Do you? Yeah, well, it's like this one and like the, uh, when they go to the ski house, is another, <gasps> the another ski classic lodge. one. Great episode. Um because they're just like they're like the, per, the platonic ideal of like the format, right? Like the ski lodge is like all these people going in the wrong rooms. They're all trying to for sure. They're all it feels like a play. For, they're all horny for the wrong person, and they open the door and they're like, "What are you doing in here? What are you doing in here?" Like that's all like like that is just like a perfect distillation of of that format. And the dinner party, this one is like the, and that's why the name is even perfect because just like this is like if you were write, teaching a class on how to write an episode, this is how you would do it. Would basically. you? Call, what is it a bo- a bottle a bottle episode? It yeah. pretty much is. Yeah, it's I mean. Tr- it's Every just, episode of the show is basically a bottle episode. Sure. Really, there's not a whole lot they do. It's just Frasier and Niles, and they want to host a dinner party, and things get complicated. <laughs> That's really it. There are some misunderstandings and humorous consequences sure. uh, as a result. They accidentally bump into each other while they're both trying to book a caterer, and what? they get their flip phones flip phones mixed up and then accidentally pick up the wrong ones and lose the caterer. Um Oh, then they find out they're odd, like a couple. See, cell phones is already that that does take me out of it a little bit mentally, yeah. right? Because it's like, yeah, I don't really, I don't really think about that. I want to think of them having a big dumb portable phone, right? I don't want them to have cell phones. I mean, they might like they. It starts with I think it was an indication of Niles's wealth to me, which is early on. He does have a flip phone, and it's often like that's where he gets in fights with Maris, and he'd open it and like put the right, antenna right, 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 up right, right. and stuff. Also probably double as a car phone, right? Yes, that car phones, era. definitely. You plug it into the thing and then it's also a car phone. Yeah, no, like that's, that's my big issue with just reboots in general. I don't like the idea of trying to um, like update things. Storytelling is really hard now because everyone, like you can't, 
you have to contrive a reason why, if it's going to be set in the modern day, why people don't just use their phones to do whatever, to solve whatever the problem is. Because most things sure. that would come up as like a plot obstacle, you can probably deal with, you know, oh, we have no service or, mm-hmm. oh, uh, I lost it or, oh, the battery's dead. You have to like contrive. It's like a big problem with horror movies. I was just about to say that, you know, once um, once somebody cuts the line, that's Pick not a thing anymore. Yeah. My dad has a landline and I think, and my mom, and that's a, those are the only people <laughs> I know with landlines. Yeah, we have one. We have one too. I usually call my parents' phones, but we do have one. Uh, my parents live mostly in Florida now. We have one there. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. It is, it is a very like, yeah, when you said they had cell phones, I like had forgotten that. And it's like, oh, weird. Yeah, I guess they, I mean, they would. It's like 19, or it's like two, probably 2000 at that point, right? When yeah. it came out, like it's not. It's like, it annoys me because you also, I feel like now there's a separate conversation you have to have about like what, you know, I don't know, what apps would they have and all of this other <laughs> stuff. Well, that's what a Seinfeld, what is it? Seinfeld 2000, Seinfeld 3000. One of the Seinfeld Twitter accounts, um, I don't know. There's two that I can think of. One, Josh Gondelman like co-runs right, there's Seinfeld one, there's, Today. There's one that plays pretty straight and then there's the super weird one. So the super weird one, I don't know who's behind it. Me either. But I know, because I was looking at it today, I know that they have recently started to watch Frasier because they have recently started to have Frasier memes. Oh yeah. So whoever they are, whoever you are, I will find you and make you be on this podcast. Somebody did. Somebody did a version of the, uh, you know, that like the American Chopper thing going around with the two guys yelling at each other. Yes. They did that with, I think it was with Martin and and Frasier. I want to say. Interesting. And there, and it's like, and the meme is about how like people only like Frasier ironically, and mm-hmm. they go back and forth yelling about how that's either true or not true. Gotcha. So there's people who are who are out there doing it, you know. Um, For sure. Um, okay, so if you didn't know, my favorite dinner party episode is the dinner party, uh-huh. mostly because I enjoy watching Niles and Fraser fight. And at one point, and they physically fight. In they that one. physically it's great. they physically fight. They play this game where they called blackball, where they can decide who's going to be invited to the dinner party, who isn't. And then Frazier, I think. They get like peremptory strikes like a jury. Right. Frazier puts in like a dried up old fig and then they start fighting. <laughs> and then all the, the balls come out. And uh, and then I think they get freaked out because they feel like they're crazy, like they're a couple. And um, I think, I don't even know if they end up having a, a, a dinner party. But yeah, that's my favorite. And yours is Cockatoo. I like, yeah. I mean, I, the dinner party is also very good. Um, mm-hmm. Added bonus of them fighting is uh, when they're at odds. It's usually it's almost better. Fraser's helping Niles in the in the to kill a talking bird. Yeah, they have to work together. Um, which is not as uh, I don't know. It, it's it's funny in a different way, but I do like when they're there's that one episode where they're in like a hotel room and they physically fight, mm-hmm. and it's like the, oh, it's like the funniest shit ever when they write the book together. Yes, uh, yes, you'll have to check out. Um, I believe it's episode three of this podcast, which is all about sibling rivalry, uh-huh. and uh, because my favorite si- sibling episode was when they tried to open the restaurant together. Oh, that's a great one. That was that was one of that's my favorites. Well, I think we've discussed a lot of important things today. <laughs> I hope that everyone will rewatch these episodes because they're all gold. Um, there's no bad episodes. There's no bad episodes. There probably are, I guess, right? Later, maybe. But I, I haven't seen yeah. any. I haven't seen Maybe there are some that are forgettable, I guess, but like they're all pretty, there's usually, they're usually pretty entertaining. It's hard to really find something that, you know, there's definitely, to not find something you like. Yeah. There's a lot of repeats. I would say in terms of like uh, funny moments when you get into the later seasons, but I wouldn't fully know all of them because I haven't rewatched the later seasons as much. There you go. Well, thank you so much for being here before we end the podcast. Uh, is there anything you would like to plug? Um... Sure. I uh, I have a podcast myself. This is like a snake eating its own tail here. Um, it's me and uh, Eli Uden and Kat Barbadoro. We're all comedians and we uh, it's called What a Time to Be Alive. It's um, kind of like a we, we just like do like a more or less a news countdown um, of just like we solicit stuff from people and we also just like troll stuff to find uh, like the dumbest news stories of the week. Um. We try. We've been trying recently to avoid politics because it's like too. It's like too low hanging fruit almost, and it's also a weekly podcast, so it's hard. Like by the time we talk about something, if it happened like even two days before, it's like super old hat. But um, and it's called what a time to be alive, right? Yes. And uh, yeah, we're on all the stuff, and uh, we just launched our Patreon for bonus stuff, and the bonus episodes are a little bit looser. We normally have we're not as close to the format, and we just kind of shoot the shit. Um, it's kind of we we keep the main episode tight. 
like an hour and 10 or so. And then we sort of kind of go off in the bonus one. I'm not really stressed about um, staying on topic. So I don't know. It's fun. Um, I enjoy it. Uh, maybe you will too. Check it out. What a time to be alive. I will check it out. Maybe as we yeah, both sure. discuss. That's fine. Who listens to anyone's podcast? Nobody. Not me. I feel bad because people will be like, what is your favorite podcast? And I don't have an answer. I'm just routinely like declaring podcast bankruptcy where I just like mark all as listened or whatever and then like start fresh and try to like catch up. And sure. That's I mean, what I would love to do is market this podcast that I have as A, for Fraser Freaks and then also for, excuse me, not Fraser Freaks, Craniacs. Yep. And it, also, it's not an insult because I am a Fraser freak. Right. Um, or if I could somehow put it into the oddly satisfying category, you know, like you've got ASMR yep. as a thing. If the if it's something I could market to people to listen to as they're falling asleep, or if they need something to fall asleep. Sure. So um, you do have the voice. Thank you say. so much. Uh, yes, I'd like to get into some voiceover work if possible. <laughs> I hear there's money in it. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for joining me. And as I always say, good night, Seattle. You can laugh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>